2: Welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia, with you here on the show, as it is hour number two of our program. Uh, Amazingly, we got one hour to go, and then the rest of the week is done. But uh, we do have some breaking news here on the show. As uh, The Athletic is reporting that tonight's St. Louis Cardinals game has been postponed due to uh, more positive tests uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, And before I can go grab my phone and tweet it, I guess I should tell you that there have been two more players, according to my sources. Uh, that have tested positive for uh, for COVID-19. So, uh, Joe, that's where we're at. Uh, unfortunately, now Major League Baseball is going to have to adjust to this. I believe that the Cardinal season will continue and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, they added five doubleheaders to Miami's schedule, Joe. Let me say that again. They added five <laughs> doubleheaders to Miami's schedule between now and the <laughs> end of the year. And I got to tell you, the Cardinals are going to be right there with them. They're going to be playing... Uh, you know, 28 games in 25 days with no days off and the race to get to 55 games is on.
3: Yeah, uh, it's, ugh, we're so close. We we're so close. we were so happy. Full slate of games, everything happening. But this is kind of what's going on right now where we just say season long fantasy baseball is so difficult. I mean, I just don't know how you, you're you playing it or how you're doing it at any point in time. Uh, we're trying to help everyone out there who is. but. As I said, as the weeks leading up to the season starting, I just thought the Daily Fantasy game would be a much easier one to manage because here you go, you have the news, you make your pivots, you set your lineups, you have the entire board. I feel like you need the entire board just to get a lineup together nowadays some nights, and that's really tough. It is really difficult, and it's it's not good news, and uh, we hope for anybody who did test positive for a very speedy uh, recovery for sure, but uh, I'm sure Craig will have a lot more updates as we continue on here with the program, but we were so close to a full slate. We're not yeah, we today, were. but I don't think we're going to lose. We're not going to lose baseball. We're going to keep having baseball because I think Major League Baseball has shown you they are going to soldier on no matter what. I think that's the biggest takeaway of the last two weeks.
2: Yeah, and uh, and, and really tough situation now. They went back to St. Louis to be able to play their games and miss the uh, games in Detroit. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish if you're watching the show live. Uh, follow us on Sports SportsGrid. I'll try to update on my phone as we go along uh, here on the show for sure. All right, let's let's uh, let's get back to the top stories here in Fantasy for the Day, which is August the 7th, 2020. We saw maybe the turnaround for Christian Yelich who had an inside-the-park home run yesterday. Boy, he really needed that, that in a buck 11 on the season, but ended up hitting it inside the parker, so that was really good to see. Uh, Nick Marcakis is back for the Atlanta Braves. In case you missed it last night, he hit a walk-off. Uh, really, the PGA Championship uh, has a new leader at this point, and certainly it's we're going to be all over the map with guys, but right now the leader is at minus seven, so it'll be interesting to see who ends up playing Saturday and Sunday. Right now, Tiger Woods is minus two after round one. In case you missed it, a pretty funny YouTube video, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, broke his driver after having a tough time in round one as well, and the NBA continues today with great performances yesterday from Harden and Lillard, and the Phoenix Suns. Joe are off to a four and zero in the uh, in the NBA restart. So uh, all things trending positive, I think in in most sports. We did it, it doesn't feel like we can get through a full week or a full twenty four hours with something happening to derail this, but certainly that's kind of where we're at. And just follow the testing and follow the bouncing ball at this point. And what I am rooting for is to have every single major league baseball team playing in one day. I don't know that we're going to get that this year, but Mm -hmm. Joe, is it fair to, for major league baseball to schedule all of these double headers? Is there any other choice?
3: (laughs) No, no, it's not fair, but I think fair has gone out the window a long time ago. It's just, can we do it? It's not about fair. It's not about wrong or right, or, or, or whether or not it's in the best interest, the best interest of baseball, is to have baseball somehow play enough games that they can generate enough revenue for the teams and the players. That's at the end of the day, I think that is what they're looking at, and that's what they're trying to do. And we haven't even mentioned on today's show about yesterday's NFL deadline. Too, we didn't get a whole lot of big names in terms of fantasy opting out, uh, but there were some, some significant NFL names, at least. Uh, not nearly, I think, the number that many might have anticipated either, but. Uh, these are uncharted waters. These are crazy circumstances that we're all trying to deal with. So the fact that, yeah, the Cardinals are going to be up against it when they return is not surprising at all. Fair fair does not exist anymore. It's just whether or not we can actually get this done in some fashion.
2: And as we welcome in our uh, our radio audience, uh, certainly, Joe, we uh, also have some really good matchups tonight in baseball and in fantasy baseball. Which uh, matchup in particular, which baseball game do you think has your interest peaked the most tonight?
3: You know what? It's it's the Yankees race. And it's kind of to what I alluded earlier, because this is a big moment here for Blake Snell. It is a big moment here to to for the Rays to kind of get right a little bit, get on a good track, because if they take a few games from the Yankees here, I think you start to build on that if you're the Rays. And if you don't, I'm worried that the juggernaut Yankees right now are just going to pull away. And that's not an impossibility here that they could just pull away the way this division has been shaking out. Toronto's not really a contender. Even if Ryu did pitch a better game this week, I don't think that Boston's a contender. We know the Orioles are not. So basically, it's the Rays. And if the Rays can't stand up to the big, bad Yankees this weekend, I don't know. At a certain point, maybe they just all step aside in some fashion, just kind of fade to black as the Yankees just kind of roll into this division.
2: Yeah, no, I I definitely think so as well. All right, uh, coming up next, it's time for us to dive into a little bit of NASCAR as we've got a couple of really good races going on in Michigan this weekend. And we're going to give you a couple of really big long shots. I've, yes, pushed our friend Matt Sells into a corner. And outside of him picking Kevin Harvick, uh, he is going to give you guys a couple of good options that are 35 to 1 to win the race on Saturday. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Also, Gray Albright will be with us a little bit later in the show as we dive back into some fantasy baseball, talk about Joe Adele and what he could be for the remainder of the season. And also, we'll play a little game of fantasy or reality, an NFL player basically popping off, saying that he's going to break the sacks record in 2020. Will that actually happen? Joe and I will dive in as fantasy reality a little bit later in the show. We talk NASCAR next. Stay on the show. We'll be right back in two minutes. Don't go up. Welcome back. It's fantasy sports today. We got baseball back, of course, the NBA, the NHL. We got the PGA championship going on, but we're not going to simply ignore NASCAR. And we're not going to ignore the Firekeepers 400 coming up this weekend in Michigan. So we bring in our good friend Matt Sells, who's fresh off his vacation in my sunshine state of Florida to go over the race this weekend. Matt, thanks for coming on the show once again. How are you? I'm
1: good. Uh, yeah, I was down in your neck of the woods there uh, last week visiting some family. Dodged the uh, tropical storm slash hurricane that everybody else on the East Coast is having trouble with. So that was kind of nifty. Um, I told the, you, Matt. You know,
2: I told you when you texted you did. me that you, everything was going to be fine. Don't worry. You did. you did.
1: We didn't even get, we got like, I don't know, 35-mile-an-hour winds. It wasn't even I that know. bad.
2: I know. I've, been, I've been through so many of these. I know when to panic and when to just ignore it and and that one was one to ignore um okay so uh this weekend we're in uh michigan for the nascar cup series the Firekeepers casino 400 uh somehow i'm gonna have to force you into taking somebody outside of kevin harvick uh for this week <laughs> i know he's had success there and i know he is the favorite um but joey logano's had success there too he won there last year so yep. I'm wondering if I can if I can talk you into anybody else outside of it. But give me a, a quick preview here of this race as we continue on the NASCAR Cup Series.
1: So yeah, so we get a, a double header for the Cup Series this weekend. We have a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. Uh, the Firekeepers Casino 400 is on Saturday. It's actually no longer a 400 mile race. It is a 312 mile or uh, 500 kilometer race. And then there's one of the exact same distance on Sunday. It's the consumer energy 400. So for betting purposes and DFS purposes, let's keep those straight. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a back-to-back weekend. Um, they've just set the, uh, you know, they set the lineups here on Thursday for the Saturday race. The Sunday race will be set. The lineup will be set based on Saturday's finish positions. Um so if you finish top 20 in saturday's race your spot gets inverted for sunday's race gotcha if you finish 21 through i guess 39 on saturday you start in the exact same spot you finish so if you win the race on saturday you're starting 20th on sunday finish 20th on saturday you're on the pole for sunday's race and if you finish 21st well then you're gonna start 21st so Um, So that'll be interesting to watch for betting purposes and DFS uh, purposes for Sunday's race. But uh, yeah, uh, the other thing to pay attention to is they raced at a sister track to this one Uh, earlier this year, Auto Club in uh, California, also known as Fontana is basically an identical track to Michigan International Speedway, Uh, both two mile tracks, both pretty similarly banked. Um, And if you want to compare Michigan to another one that's not two miles. You could go with Kansas uh, that they raced at a couple of weeks ago. Uh, They both have multi-groove racing surfaces, so drivers can go kind of all over the place here in Michigan, except with really fast speeds.
2: Okay, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, let's take a look at the Firekeepers uh, Casino 400 Odds. And I guess these these are for Saturday. Am I accurate with that?
1: Yes, the Firekeepers Casino 400 is Saturday's race.
2: Okay, so uh, Harvick at plus 420, Denny Hamlin five to one, Logano seven to one, Brad Keselowski eight to one, Chase Elliott eight to one, Truex Jr. at nine to one, and then we got some guys at 12 and 13 to one. Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, uh, Alex Bowman is a little bit of a long shot, 35 to one. It feels like after uh, after Blaney, there's just all uh, sort of long shots here. Yeah. Um, look, I, I I know that we keep look I mean Matt, look, let's be honest. You come on here every week, you spit out Harvick's name and he keeps winning the race. And so I get it. <laughs> that's that's the right way to go about it. I'm like I, I feel like pushing you into somebody else, but Yep. We're but gonna else we're gonna wins. go with we're gonna go with a
1: few different guys this week. Um okay. obviously Kevin Harvick is still Kevin Harvick, he's still favorite. He won here last. So typically they do run two races here a year. They're typically about six weeks apart. Uh, One is in early July and one is in mid-August. So if you're comparing timelines here, this doubleheader weekend kind of comes between the two of them. Last year, Kevin Harvick won the August race and Joey Logano won the first race. So, you know, Joey Logano is on the pole for Saturday's race. Um, Danny Hamlin is on the outside pole starting, uh, you know, P2. Kevin Harvick is right up front there as well. He's starting, I believe, P3. Uh, so you know, there's a reason why these guys are all in play every week. They're they've been really, really good this season. Joey Logano, a little less so than Harvick and Hamlin, uh, but I'm actually going to go with a guy who just won and dominated at New Hampshire. Uh, that'd be Brad Keselowski. Okay, uh, he, he just signed a contract extension with Team Penske, uh, like on Tuesday of this week. To he was a free, he was going to be a free agent. Uh, heading into next year. He just signed a contract extension, so he's pretty pumped to be back at Penske. Uh, Fords typically like to show off very well here at Michigan because, let's face it, Ford is made just down the road from Michigan International Speedway. And to top it all off, Brad Keselowski is from Michigan. Mm. So it's his home track. No Michigan-born driver has ever won at Michigan International Speedway. And uh, he keeps putting more and more pressure on himself to bring home a win at Michigan at his home track. So, uh, fresh off a dominating race in New Hampshire, he finished second at Kansas, which we already said you could compare this to. He's coming off a contract extension. So, I like Brad Kozlowski this week. Um, I'm also going to go a little bit, a couple longer shot guys uh, for you. Alex Bowman. Uh, who I think you mentioned 35 to one. He absolutely flat out dominated at auto club earlier this year, which we just said was basically a sister track to Michigan, almost identical. Um, So I presume that they would run basically the same setup that worked really, really well at auto club. So um, I would toss him in the ring for a guy that could win. He's also starting in the top 10, which is usually a pretty good spot to win races. And Eric Jones uh, haven't heard
2: okay. a haven't whole yet lot from him all year.
1: From Eric Jones, he's been streaky, um, but when his speed shows up, he's a top five driver almost every time. Uh, this is also a home track for him, perhaps even more so than Kiszlauskas. Typically, if coronavirus was not going on, he'd be able to go sleep at his uh, childhood house. When they go to Michigan, it's that close. It's like about an hour and a half away, so. This is also a home track for Eric Jones. Some, uh, you know, some NASCAR news happened this week that kind of puts him on the hot seat. Levine Family Racing got sold, which means Christopher Bell and Eric Jones are basically fighting for one car at the end of the season, which is currently held by Eric Jones. So he kind of needs a win to stake his claim there and, you know, prove his worth to Toyota and Joe Gibbs and whatnot. So we'll go out on a limb here with uh, Eric Jones and uh, we'll toss Chase Elliott in there too. He's got, he finished second here three consecutive races in a row. Um, so he runs pretty well in Michigan as well.
2: All right, very good. Uh, before we let you go, Matt, are you enjoying the baseball season thus far? I know it's been wild on my end. How's it been for you? When,
1: when they're playing, you know, my Nats were off for like four days because I couldn't go down to Miami and play. So right. they were off this weekend, play some sim games. Um, you know, in Nats Park, and then they just just, uh, you know, starting back up, and now they have another off day. So it's kind of herky-jerky for them to get into a rhythm here. I don't really blame the guys that are starting off slowly. So, um, but, you know, when, when baseball is happening, I'm watching. It's still been the same old baseball game that I love and enjoy. So hopefully these guys will follow the
2: rules and we'll get more of it. For sure. Uh, how many races are left, by the way, in the NASCAR season?
1: Uh, so the regular season ends at the end of August with yeah, the Daytona, yeah. with the Coke Six Hundred or the Coke Four Hundred at Daytona, and then there's a ten race playoff. So, um, you know the the actual NASCAR season will end November eighth in Phoenix. Um, so there's there's good three, four months left cool. of the NASCAR schedule. So,
2: well, there you go. And uh, take your shot there. I'll throw Jimmy Johnson's name out there. Can't believe he's back uh, back on the odds uh, here. 55 to 1 uh, <laughs> listed here. No shot, but why not? All right. Um, thank you again, Matt, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a great weekend. Sure thing. Matt Sells, the NASCAR Writer of the Year in fantasy sports. You can find his work over at Fantasy Alarm at FantasyAlarm.com. I know we covered a lot of the betting aspect of it, but he does a great job also in DFS NASCAR. So make sure you check that out as well. We'll take a quick break here on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back after this.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Every Friday we check in with the wizard. That's not really his nickname. I just felt like saying it on the show. Gray Albright of Razball.com. You can follow him on Twitter, of course, at Razball with the fantasy baseball season in full swing. As we head toward week three, we bring Gray in for some fun, some shenanigans, and some fantasy talk. Gray, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us.
4: Oh, uh, hey, Craig. What's going on?
2: Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. A uh- lot. A lot oh, going cool, on.
4: Cool. A lot yeah, of sports. You know, a, lot, a lot. Yeah, I know. I told you. Told you there'd be a season.
2: <laughs> yeah. Was, here we are.
4: It was hit or mix. there for
2: about. You know, last week the sky was falling again. This week the sun is shining, and it looks like we're going to get through this thing. I think. Hopefully we will. But
0: no. Um,
2: okay. So so let's so, so this week. Let's recap this week, and then you know, fast forward to next week a little bit. We're seeing a lot of the young prospects being called up. I don't think this is a surprise. Uh, teams usually in June or July will do this, but the June and July is now. Every game is like five games. And uh, one of the players that I wanted to start off asking you about is Joe Adele of the Los Angeles Angels, who certainly I think will get his fair share of playing time. But have you watched him thus far? What, what are you thinking so far with the way that he's looked in this very short sample, small sample?
4: Yeah, I know. Uh, I love Joe Adele even coming into this year. I thought there was a possibility that he could have broke camp, but, you know, that's always a uh, that's a long shot whenever it comes to uh, rookie prospects with, uh, you know, major league service time and all that. So, yeah, it didn't happen uh, breaking camp necessarily from the get go. But he is I mean, he's ready to go. I'm surprised that. Madden's even playing Goodwin anymore because yeah. I figured Adele would just get in the lineup and stay in the lineup and would never be removed from the lineup. Uh, but yeah, I mean Madden's gonna Madden, so we'll see what happens. I still have pretty good feelings on Adele for fantasy for any league, really. I uh, I was asked the other day for a comparison, and I thought of a young Justin Upton who. Probably had a little bit more speed, but mm-hmm. close. I think uh, Adele could hit 27 to 32 homers over, you know, obviously over the course of sure. uh, 162 games, not <laughs> 60 games, which that would be remarkable uh, <laughs> yeah. outside of maybe Aaron Judge. I don't think I don't right. that, but yeah, no, I think he's a, uh, you know, he's sort of like a... Um, Upton power profile and uh, could also strike out a bit. I mean, he's got some strikeout tendencies. I would say maybe in the uh, you know, hopefully he can cut down on his K's and stay in the two fifty five to sixty five range on batting average. But it could be in the beginning at least. It could be a little bit of an issue with his K's. Uh, if, I do, if, I do if, like him though.
2: If, if there's only one you can have rest of this season, Adele Kyle Lewis. Which one?
4: Oh my God, Kyle Lewis! That's that's my that's my baby. You gotta
2: have Kyle Lewis, right?
4: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have Kyle Lewis. I think uh, at this point, Kyle Lewis or Babe Ruth. I mean, it's like <laughs> right. how how do you go against Kyle Lewis? I no, don't. Know. You,
2: can't, you can't. All right, so so I would say that strictly in in a short sample, one of the biggest surprises of the fantasy season has been Trent Grisham. I don't think that anybody had this coming. Remember, he played 50 games last year with Milwaukee. He had six home runs. Uh, A ball went through his legs in the outfield, and they just basically were like, all right, that's it, no more. You you, you, you ruined the season, we're done. Uh, San Diego gladly took this guy, and OBP 38% thus far, Gray. That's a big number, okay, walking a lot. Four home runs. Look, anybody can catch lightning in a bottle. But three stolen bases, too. And by the way, Tommy Pham is stealing bases. Maybe the Padres are the the stolen base team this year. It certainly would appear that way. But I got to say, Grisham, to me, this has been a pretty significant surprise. Uh, 183 plate appearances in 2019, 20 walks. 58 plate appearances, nine walks already. So it's working for him.
4: Yeah, no, he's definitely seeing the ball well. I uh, actually... I liked him going into, like, December right after the trade because I felt like he was a guy who just really needed playing time. And then it looked like, you know, when Tommy Pham got traded over to the Padres, it was like I was a little concerned about playing time at that point. But then that sort of worked itself out with uh, Marco and Renfro going elsewhere and everything. So I I suddenly was, like, the biggest Trent Grisham fan because just – Like, his speed and power alone, I, you know, I feel like that's something that's really uh, underappreciated in the fantasy community. Just if a guy can steal bases and hit homers, everything else is just gravy. I mean, you try so hard to find guys who can steal or guys who can hit homers. If a guy can do both, then, you know, figure out the batting average later. Uh, And that was really, like, Grisham's big you know problem coming into this year he hit 231 last year right now he's hitting 271 and a uh, 300 babbitt which is pretty doable for him i would say you know depending on how many Ks he's going to do like at this point he's at a 26 uh 24% uh, K rate i think if he can hang out around there he could hit 265 plus and that with his power and speed He's definitely a guy who I feel like is going to be – he's going to be on people's radars even going into next year. Like, I, I agree. Don't, That's I don't point.
2: think he's going to get think that the the point. attention yeah. this I think, year. I mean, we, we are lacking 20-20 guys, uh, you know, 20 homers, 20 steal guys, and if this guy comes close to 10-10 – at the end of this year, you and I will be fighting over him next year for sure. I could definitely uh, see that happening for sure. Um, Okay, now a player that I will not be fighting about because I just refuse to believe what I'm seeing here (laughs) is Mike Yastrzemski of the San Francisco Giants, who got a day off finally yesterday. (laughs) uh, But uh, leads the league in walks, leads the league in runs, and OPS over 1,000. I, look, I, I got to give him a ton of credit for the year that he had last year and carrying it over to this year. And guess what? Between last year and this year in only 120 games, this guys already have 24 home runs and a 35 and a 35 percent on base rate and not a highly touted prospect. Great name. One of my favorites of all time. But the the thing that Joe and Joe Pisa and I talked about, Gray, earlier this week, like if I'm the Giants. I may consider trading this guy, honestly, in a few weeks. Like, if if this guy can help carry some other team, the Giants are going to be bad for a long time. This guy has been a shining light on their team. (laughs) To me, a huge surprise, but someone that I still don't believe.
4: Yeah, no, completely. I actually, uh, speaking of trades, I was, like, saying the other day how uh, the White Sox should really trade Nomar Mazzara for, like, a— Mike fears type arm like just a just a solid vet arm because they really like the White Sox offense is so good unbelievable and, yeah. yeah anyway that's a, a side note but Yszinski uh is leading the lead in walks because
2: the behind him in that lineup it's like uh who no it's it's, Ch- it's Chadwick it's, Trump <laughs> it, it's shocking how well the Giants have played i thought they'd be 2 and 12 yeah.
4: Now, you know. Oh no, yeah, completely I do always, you know, in NL only leagues I tend to like giant pitchers Because the park is so good Sure uh, You know, Quato, Gaussman um, Webb Samarja at times I mean, he's disappointed in the past But anyway, back to uh, Yastrzemski I do believe the power is real Even in that terrible park uh, He is playing way over his head With just about every other Uh, You know, well, I guess, you know, runs and runs are going to be there if he's at the top of the lineup somewhat because the team's just so bad. RBIs are way above where they should be. But his average, he's hitting 360-something as of, like, Friday. It's like, come on. I mean, this is – I mean, he's like a 280, 275 hitter. So the average is going to come way down. And when that comes down, the power – He's probably going to lose some homers and he's going to be an empty power guy. Like, you know, who I just mentioned before um, Hunter Renfro, he's sort of similar to that. I mean, it's nothing that we're seeing
2: right now. Yeah. I don't think so either. I'm in total agreement back to the angels. As we close it out for a minute. Uh, Look, uh, David Fletcher is someone I have on a a lot of my teams this year because uh, I I just heard how they They were glowing about this guy last year, about, Teams overlooked him, and he was a late-round pick. I mean, Gray, in terms of keepers, too, in a fantasy league, he's going to qualify at, like, five positions again, eight walks already on the season, OBP at 42%. He's playing every day now with Simmons out. What happens when Simmons comes back? I don't want to see this guy become super utility again. I want to see him play every day. I, look, I know he's never hitting 10 home runs in the season. He's never driving in 60. I know that. But he's a, he's a fun player to watch, and he does a lot of good things. He's a perfect extra guy on your team.
4: Yeah, I know. And uh, Madden was uh, comparing him to Eckstein, which, you know, I don't know. He's uh, like everything Madden says, but I do actually agree. That is sort of a similar comparison. Like he's probably a better real world player. And I do think he's going to get uh, he's going to get at bats all over the field, probably because of his, you know, his uh, value bill. He's uh, valuable to his own team for fantasy. He's a pretty okay bet for average but after that his steals and power he's kind of like an eight homer eight steel guy with good average so right, he's right. you know he's kind of an empty batting average not not the best for fantasy but definitely usable
2: yeah and and surprising as as well as the start that he got off to uh, Great. We got about one minute to go. What's going on at Razball? I know you guys are getting ready for football as well. Anything in particular?
4: Yeah, definitely. We're uh, we're doing Raz Bowl, Bowl, uh Bowl signups. I, I believe the uh, drafts have have started already for uh, a, uh, you know, for this season, for football. Uh, we have rankings, projections. We have daily rankings and projections for baseball. I mean, we you know, we're just doing know. everything. We're yeah. we're. We're covering it all there, miss. Covering yeah, it all.
2: I know it. And listen, normally when Gray comes on the show, we kibitz for 15 minutes and we don't talk about anything. But we got baseball back. So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Gray, thank you again for coming on like you do every Friday. Much appreciated. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, Gray Albright, Razball.com. We're back with more fantasy sports today. Joe joins me back next. Don't go away. Welcome back, fantasy sports. Today it is time for a little fantasy or reality as we get ready to get out of here on this Friday. Before we do, let's uh, let's take a poll here. Joe Pizzapia, what's on the big menu for the weekend? Barbecue, swimming, fishing, <laughs> camping—all those things you love to do. What what are the things you'll be doing this weekend? I, I, I've i never been fishing. You know, that, it's something. It's funny you that's say why it. brought it up.
3: No, <laughs> I, I, that's why you brought it up. I'm sure. I've never been fishing. Uh, I'm just a dumb city boy, and uh, no one's ever said, "Yeah, I'll take you fishing" or something like that. I kind of feel like at this point in my life, I'd like to go fishing. Have you ever been fishing, Craig?
2: Yeah, yes, I have. Yes,
3: do you like do you like fishing. I live or in Florida. If I haven't, it would
2: be yeah, it would be awful if I said no. I lived. Act- I actually did a lot more fishing when I lived on the west coast of Florida in Sarasota for three years than I than I have in Miami. I have in South Florida been fishing a bunch too. But that was really an everyday thing for me. Um, I, I lived so close to the water and so close to the ocean uh, in Sarasota that it was just something that I did like every day in Sarasota. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think at this Fun. point in my life, it was something I never really cared about. I, just, I feel like I kind of want to go fishing now. I kind of want to do it. So if anybody out there uh, this weekend, you got a boat, you give me a call. Hit me up. Let's go out on the boat. Have a couple beers. beers. God knows I could use them. And uh, let's go a little, do a little fishing there. That sounds like a great idea. Maybe we should do that. Oh, fishing for Joey P.
2: But but realistically, what is your plan this weekend? Anything happening?
3: Uh, Nothing. This is one of the rare weekends that I I, I don't have my children here at the house. I have uh, them all next weekend for my daughter's eighth birthday, my youngest. So that's going to be a big weekend for her. Uh, So there'll be lots of party things and stuff like that. So this is the calm before the party storm, as it were. Uh, So uh, right now I'm going to try to recruit from these uh, very, very long days of shows, which I'm very grateful for the opportunity for. But uh, yeah. I think I'm going to try to watch some sports. I think I'm going to try to take some naps. Uh, I I might do that. I think I might just fire up the grill as well. Craig Mish. What about you? Uh, You're just tracking COVID stories all weekend. Are you going to take a break? I know again,
2: boy, you know, you know, we were, we were getting through today and I was looking at this saying, you know, something the Marlins are back. They're playing well. Everything is quiet. And then the Cardinals popped off here. And, and you know, you know thinking this through, I, I should have probably just stayed out of this one now I'm like locked in again to stories and reporting and everything I,
3: you're I, like I'm I going you know to, in Godfather three. there's no way around it. that's all
2: i I, I am I'm I going to last last week uh was was probably the craziest reporting week I've had since I don't know when maybe reporting winter meetings or something like that. and that went for Saturday and Sunday too because remember, uh, the Marlins were quarantined during that time, and it was just it was just nuts. And, and I was really, and I still am, I'm really looking forward to just sitting back and not having to do that this weekend. And so I'm going to make a conscious effort, barring nothing crazy happens, to sit back, watch sports, enjoy maybe some uh, outside activities. I know I usually have that on Saturday with golf, but I, I'm going to make sure that I enjoy this weekend because school is starting back up for my kids too. And a lot of it is going to be of the online type here coming up in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So uh, yes. don't have a lot of a lot left. A lot, a lot left yes, of the time.
3: remote uh, learning is uh, is going to be very popular, right. I believe, this fall. I know you guys start sooner than we do, but we've already seen the uh, thing come through this weekend about the options, and it looks like. A little bit more remote learning is going to happen. So that'll be fun. So maybe we'll get my kids on the show, Craig's kids on the show. We'll do some bits with them because, you know, it's hard to get a guest some days. So uh, we'll see what happens there. It's it's going to get real interesting, that's for sure. And, hey, look, the good news is, too, fantasy football prep is starting up as well. I've uh, been dealing with a lot of football stuff. A lot of people seem to be – I kind of talked about it yesterday and touched on it. It seems like the arrow starting to point in the other direction now where people – and I think after yesterday also where people got a good list of names – in terms of who is in and who is out, at least so far. And I'm sure there will be more to come. It's, there's always more to come. If there's one thing we've learned in 2020, there's always more to come. There's always, always more to come. But I think so far, yeah, I would say the fantasy community at large kind of dodged a bullet in the sense of well, what are the major names in fantasy that were being drafted? We speculated there might even be one that was in that that bubble consideration the first couple of rounds that was an important player. But so far, in fantasy yeah. importance, they haven't gotten that, which is kind of surprising. We'll see if that changes. I think a lot of people right now, this weekend, in the next couple of weeks, are going to start turning their attention a little bit to the NFL, and we'll try to do that on the show as well. But it feels like that is starting to move just a little bit right now in terms of the needle, too, which is a good thing, too. It's good to have things to look forward to. Yeah,
2: I mean, it would be it would be nice to to to, to see reports of players on the field and things happening. I just haven't seen any of that. And I, and I think maybe that's part of, of why, and, and again, I'm, I'm not a good, a good judge for this. Cause I'm sort of in the baseball bubble and have been for the last couple of weeks, but I even this morning was texting back and forth with Susmania and, and engaging his opinion on this uh, and, and asking like, am I missing something here with this? Like, and he, and he basically said the same thing It's you know, no hall of fame game. And, Um, You know, no, no, no player reports of anything happening on a field. And really until that happens, what is, what more is there to say except for say the same things that we've been saying for four months. So hopefully that will change next week. I would love to get into the conversation, but I also want to make sure that we have conversation to get into. So next week that will be the goal. We'll start moving ahead at least 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day, uh, more toward that for sure. Uh, So we didn't do fantasy sports birthdays today. We did not do this day in fantasy sports just because we wanted to deliver more fresh content to you as opposed to going back in history. But one of the things that we would have said is today is Mike Trout's birthday. So happy birthday to Mike Trout. And he leads off our fantasy or reality question today. Uh, Joe, Mike Trout is is 29 and 289 career home runs. And certainly there's nine. there are nine players currently who are in the 600 home run club. And Trout is... On a trajectory toward this, he's going to have to play, I would guess, at least like the other guys do, into his forties or close to it. So fantasy or reality, Mike Trout will stick around and hit six hundred home runs over the course of his career. Fantasy or reality. This is a tough one, and I love this
3: player. And I gotta, you know, I gotta take care of my jersey boys. This guy's getting paid so much money though, I just don't know if he wants to play that long. I mean, I, I know what kind of player he is. Uh, We all know there's no doubt about this. He is the man. Um, I think it's well within his grasp. I'm going to say because he seems to be the kind of guy that just really does love the game and a guy that really is, is dead set on being great. I think he does get to this mark. I'm not sure he's going to finish out this career with the Angels, though. There's something tells me here at some point in time, if he doesn't start winning there, that something's going to go south. And, you know, we've seen guys sign big contracts before and then get moved. And I know this one is massive, but you ain't see nothing yet. There's going to be a lot more massive contracts to come in Major League Baseball for the next decade. So um, in my opinion, I think he does get to this. But uh, I don't think he's going to get to it playing his entire career with the Angels. So I'll put a caveat on that. Hmm. Do you think this is a mark that he can get to?
2: I do. I I think so. I think he's going to have to play longer than he's going to want to, and he's going to want to have to compile numbers, which not every player wants to do. But I think in the end, 600 is realistic and possible, and I will say this is a reality. I think Trout will get to 600 career home runs, and I'll guess it's at the age of 42, 12 years from now. How about that? All right. uh, This is another one. Uh, A player basically saying something and, and us reacting to it, which is fine. It's the NFL. Chandler Jones on Thursday said it's a personal goal of his to break the sack record this season. And he said, by the way, it won't be that hard of a goal. And he did have 19 last year, and he is a very high-level player, but he's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to have to play 16 games. The season's going to have to continue. Nothing is going to have to happen to him, and there's so many things that are that are in play here, which makes this an easy answer for me. Fantasy or reality, Will uh, Chandler Jones will break the single-season sack record. I'll go first. I don't normally go first. This is fantasy. Mm-hmm. You'd have to bet under on everything this year. You'd be nuts to do anything on the over. You can't count on any player playing individually 16 games. You can't count on a season playing itself through based on what we've seen. If I would have told you a week ago that the Miami Marlins are going to end up playing more games than the St. Louis Cardinals on August the 7th, you would have said you're nuts. This is 2020. You can't predict anything. And that's where we're at. The Cardinals are in jeopardy of not getting to 50 games at this point, having games postponed this weekend. Chandler Jones is not going to get 22 and a half sacks. Is he out of his mind? He's lucky if he gets 15 games in or 14 games in. This is a fantasy. He will not get this number. No. Uh, as much as it pains me i
3: agree uh but i will say this you can disagree i don't see how it happens no no i i i don't i i don't like when players say i'm gonna do this and that. it's good to have motivation and i think that's part of what this is too because he did have a great season last year and uh, we're not going in his favor too is this might be a particularly difficult year uh considering the pandemic and what's going on for offensive linemen um it's a bigger body type and it's a it, It's a little different here. And uh, what we've seen, too, is some of these strands and some of the science has kind of told us that some of the people who have carry more weight have been more susceptible potentially to this virus. And that's something that I just saw an interview on just a few days ago, which was a fascinating little point there. And um, so from that standpoint, if there are some backup linemen on a lot of teams playing or if there's more opt outs, we've seen some of the opt outs already have been offensive linemen that the Chiefs lost two guys already. So that is something to at least understand that the climate might actually allow for this. But the likelihood is probably not very good. So I'm going to also say it's a fantasy. But I I hope it does. I would like some records broken. I like when that happens. It's a good story.
2: It just it just doesn't seem realistic for me. I mean, think about all... If you no, had to right. go back before the baseball season started and and redo everything, stolen bases, home runs, mm-hmm. runs driven in, individual player props, you would have been better served to go under. I've had people text me asking me questions like, I bet this and this and that. So what does it mean if, if if they don't get to 50 games, are they going to honor the bet? Uh, And and it's all like still very much in flux. And and particularly on FanDuel, I think that in baseball, you had to play, you have to play 59 games for your bet to cash in. And so these individual player accomplishments are all nice to think that they could potentially happen. But if we're taking a cue from baseball and, and I cannot take a cue from the NBA at this point, they're all playing in a bubble and no one's testing positive. We've had players already in the NFL testing positive. I am sorry. It will not be a blanket under for everything with me this year, but individual player statistics and records, yes. <laughs> I will be betting the under on those. Wow, you went for
3: Jim Mora on the records bit right there. I love Records? 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 Playoffs? Playoffs? Records? I got to mean records. It's
2: Friday at 151, so yeah. Eastern, is sorry. Is
3: it? I have no idea what day or time it is. I'll be honest with you. They are I know. All you, you've
2: been a lot of shows this week. So. Okay, uh, finally, uh, I have this record. And I do have Phil Collins uh, in the air I tonight. I do. I, I I forget which. I think it's no jacket required that this is on the LP, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there's a viral video yep. going on right now about two teenagers sitting and listening for the mm-hmm. first time in the air tonight, which became popular, ironically, on the TV show Miami Vice. Fantasy or reality, Phil Collins in the air tonight is a masterpiece, Joe. Fantasy reality.
3: Absolutely reality. This is a great tune. Great drum solo, the way it all kicks in. I saw this video. I retweeted it this morning. It made me smile. It's exactly the thing I needed at 4.30 this morning uh, on a Friday to see. It made me laugh. And, and I like this. I, I like, you know, if it takes people putting themselves on YouTube to expose themselves to other things that they might not be aware of, so be it. Like, if that's the way you're going to start digesting uh, films or or books, uh, books, <laughs> or music, Big, by putting yourself on YouTube and experiencing it live, great. At least let's experience it. And, you know, by default, you're exposing it then to a lot of other people who get to see it. I know these kids have had this show for a while on YouTube, and I think it's great. There's lots more like it. There's a lot of people doing this, and it's pretty entertaining sometimes. I've gone down that rabbit hole once upon a time as well with some of these people who are more on the entertaining end of reacting to these things. I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. I like every Phil Collins song is a masterpiece, but I say yes, big thumbs up in the air tonight. What say you?
2: Yeah, I mean look, I just said that I have the record, the actual vinyl record of of No Jacket Required, so you know my answer is certainly a masterpiece. He is one of the few people that when he is in concert and does rare tours that I want to see, he's one he he is a bucket list concert that I have not mm. been to and I and I hope that if we're able to go to concerts again at some point that that would be one. Genesis was one that I missed when they were here many years ago. And now with him touring, and he did actually come to Miami, but the tickets were just so ridiculous—they were like a thousand a piece because it was like a one-night-only thing. Yeah, that, that's—I'm not going to do thousand-a-piece tickets.
3: Yeah, my, my uh, last bucket list contest uh, concert, excuse me, was uh, Foo Fighters, which I finally saw actually—I think two summers ago now—and uh, they were worth every penny, man. Those guys were fantastic. Now it's just Nathaniel Rateliff—that's the last one I need to see live.
2: We'll be right back. welcome back fantasy sports today here on sports grid Joe and I are getting ready for a weekend of fun and relaxation and we wish you the same but before we do that we have one piece of business to get to and that is the sports grid 60 and so I will turn it over to Joe as he does the sports grid 30 Joe (laughs) all right so here's an idea for
3: you you're worried about the nfl season going off without a hitch and you want to play fantasy football why don't you do this take half of what you're putting into those and cut it in half put half of it towards charity in the pot and the other half to the winners and that way if the season does go crazy at least at the very least you know you've done some good and you've had some fun so think about it that way think
2: outside the box yeah as i said sports grid 30 i had a feeling all right so let me, uh, let me end the show with this. I've, I've had my doubts uh, with the NFL, as Joe has said, and I've sort of wondered, living in this baseball madness that I have, what's going on? Is the NFL going to play? Why, is I, why have I not heard about it so much? That's all going to change. And it's going to change on August the 11th, because that is the debut of Hard Knocks on HBO. For me, and I think for a lot of other people, It is no longer the Hall of Fame game that kicks off our interest in fantasy football and in the NFL in general. It is the Hard Knocks television show, which is arguably the best sports television show produced every single year. It's exciting, it's fun, and I think that it begins to quench our thirst for the beginning of the NFL season. There will be no preseason, but rest assured, once that show kicks off on Tuesday night, I think we all will be very excited to talk about it, and we, of course, will hear on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. That will do it for our week of shows. Joe and I will be back on Monday at noon. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Danny. Thank you to Brett. And of course, thank you to our man that gets us on the air every single day, unequivocally, without a doubt. To me, the most important person uh, here at SportsGrid, and that is my good friend, Joe Raneri. Thank you to Joe Raneri For my co-host, Joe Pia, I'm Craig Nish. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back here again on Monday at noon. And until then, so long, stay on the grid, and I hope you have a great day. See ya.